Well, thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. I wanted to take the opportunity today to address <clears throat> some thoughts that are floating around among uh, believers, especially here in the United States, but in other places around the world, concerning what is happening in the Middle East right now between Israel, Hamas, and all of Israel's enemies. A lot of people are wondering, hey, is this getting ready to be the war that Ezekiel prophesied about in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39? Is this the war of Gog and Magog? Now, <clears throat> depending on your eschatological viewpoint, your viewpoint of the end times, it is going to depend on whether or not you subscribe to there being an actual war between Gog, Magog, and Israel, um, or if that was something that has already been fulfilled. Is it a symbolic war? Uh, you know, a lot of people have varying different beliefs in the body of Christ concerning those things. One of the things that <clears throat> I think from a principle standpoint, we know that prior to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, there is going to be a time of two things. There's going to be a brief period of unprecedented prosperity and peace. There's going to be a time of uh, where it will appear that Israel herself is dwelling securely from all of her enemies. And then, of course, we know that the scripture speaks of a great unleashing of persecution and a great time of trial, testing, and tribulation for the Jewish people, as well as for the followers of the Messiah, both Jew and Gentile throughout the earth. It's going to be a great time of persecution prior to the return of the Lord Jesus. Now, <clears throat> there are some, and I could certainly see this scenario playing out. I, I'm not going to make any predictions because I don't know. Uh, you know, we just don't know. A lot of times, as I've heard one scholar say, prophecy is best understood when you're looking at it from a standpoint of it already having been fulfilled. When you can look back and say, ah, that's what he meant. Ah, that's what they were talking about. And it's clear when you're on the other side of it. But sometimes leading up to it, things are not always so clear. We know that things are going to happen. We know that the scripture foretells these things. But exactly how they're going to play out, well, we're not always sure. But here's what I could definitely say. I could foresee this war getting out of control and involving numerous nations Uh and it being global in its effect and its impact, and the war being so very traumatic for many people, not only in the Middle East, but even around the world, things that would begin to happen in other nations, economic catastrophe. Um, you know, we're sitting on an economic time bomb here in our own country of America, and it's just a matter of time before that 
economic time bomb explodes and we are going to be in a world of hurt. And all it takes is an event to push us over the precipice. I mean, the reality is just one thing, a terror attack, uh, war breaking out that involves and in, we're in, in, in literally engaged in and fully committed to. Um, you know, there's going to be all kind of ramifications. And anyway, <coughs> excuse me, in the context of that kind of conflict, I could see, as some might, uh, you know, suggest, a man of peace stepping in and bringing a solution to the problem, solving the issue in the Middle East solving the war, bringing peace to everyone, and the world entering into a time of what they believe to be security. It's really going to be a false security. But security under the leadership of a global leader, a global system that uh, will promise security and peace for everyone. And of course, that being ultimately the man of sin, the anti-Messiah, who will turn eventually on Israel, crown himself to be God, and demand the worship of the world. And uh, then we uh, would see that when, it, when that turn happens from the man of sin, the persecution really being unleashed against believers. And some believe that that is when the war of 38 and 39 of the book of Ezekiel will actually take place. That what we're seeing right now is not that war and is not going to be that war, but will be the precursor to a time of peace that will bring on the man of sin to the scene and then eventually him turning, demanding the worship of the world uh, and then the true Ezekiel 38, 39 more happening when he begins to make his assault on Israel, demanding to be worshipped as God. And then, of course, Jesus returns, settles everything once and for all. Will that play out that way? I don't know. One of the things that we definitely need to be on the lookout for, um, we need to be aware that tomorrow at 9 a.m., this is today is Thursday, November the 2nd, tomorrow, November the 3rd, at 9 a.m. is going to be 3 p.m. in the Middle East, and there is a speech that is going to be given by Nasrallah, who is the head of Hezbollah in Lebanon. Their whole existence, their whole purpose for existence is the destruction of Israel, and as they say, to finish what Hitler started. He's going to make an address. Now, for the first time, and this is being, you know, advertised all over the Middle East. Uh, Iran and Hezbollah have sent warnings to Washington saying, look, you better stop this war before Friday or else. You know, and of course, they could just, again, be all bluster, but we don't know. But this will be the first speech given by this leader from Hezbollah. And since Hamas invaded Israel on October 7th. Now, here is what many believe was the original plan for the current war. It was that there would be a simultaneous attack from the Lebanese, Syrian, and Gazan fronts with also attacks from Yemen. And once Israel was overwhelmed with tens of thousands of Arab jihadists 
who were running wild throughout the country. The expectation was that the other surrounding nations would jump in on and jump in for the kill. Well, Hamas pulled the trigger early. They couldn't wait. So the war began with a massacre, obviously, of unimaginable terrible things against Israelis and southern communities. But now everybody's wondering, well, what's this speech going to be about tomorrow? Is Hezbollah going to declare war on Israel? Is Iran going to jump into the fray? Are they going to get involved? We have Yemen, who is now firing missiles uh, at Israel, who has declared war against Israel. And they are threatening all the American and Israeli warships uh, in the Red Sea. They're in the crosshairs, they're saying, of our missiles. We don't know. But I can tell you this. There are a couple of things you can certainly ex expect. There's going to be a lot of uncertainty, uh, a lot of unrest. Eventually, at some point, over you know the rest of the remainder of this year uh, and throughout the coming year, our law enforcement agencies are already on high alert for terrorist attacks here on our own soil. There's going to be a number of things that will probably begin to unfold um, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens tomorrow. If this does open up to a multi-front war, then it's inevitable, unless our political leadership is foolish, that we will get involved. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so, there's just so much uncertainty. And so I would encourage you, certainly, to continue, first and foremost of all, to begin to pray, to continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, pray for Israel, pray for the Palestinians. There are a lot of Palestinian people, innocent Palestinian people, who do not want Hamas ruling them. They want Hamas out of the Gaza. They want them gone. Uh, they hate the fact that they're being ruled by butchers. And most of the time, it's the rule of fear. They're being ruled at gunpoint to have to do and say the things that they do and say. Many of them are. And the tragedy is many innocent civilians are losing their lives because of Hamas. Because of Hamas, not because of Israel. Israel is exercising its right. Israel is giving people plenty of time to leave, to flee, to get out of areas before they bomb them, before they go in. They're warning them ahead of time. Uh, and, you know, certainly some people are fleeing. Hamas has not allowed many people to flee. Hamas has kept many people captive and has the blood of many Palestinians on their hands. They don't care about human life at all. But we need to be praying for the Lord to intervene, for the Lord to reveal himself both to Jew and to Palestinian bringing them savingly to himself. Ultimately, no political solution is going to be able to resolve the conflict here. It is going to be, it is a heart issue. It's a matter of people's hearts being transformed and changed by the power of the gospel and the love of Christ being poured into their heart. One of the things we know, and we're seeing this, the scripture does make it very clear that in the end of days, there's going to be a great mass hatred of Jewish people all over the earth. And we're seeing that happen right now. There is a great groundswell of hatred for the Jews happening globally, everywhere. And people are going to have to make a choice. 
They're going to have to choose sides. Now, again, choosing to support Israel and what they're doing does not mean that you are, you know, behind every single solitary thing that they do politically or militarily. They're going to make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you're advocating and saying, yeah, 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 they, they can just, you know, have carte blanche and I'm going to support them from the standpoint of whatever they want to do. But we do support them from the standpoint of them being God's chosen people, God's people that he has called and gave a promise to through Abraham. He gave them a land. He promised them a Messiah. And that Messiah is going to eventually turn their hearts toward him. They are going to look upon him whom they have pierced, and they are going to repent, and they are going to believe. The Apostle Paul makes that very clear. There's going to be a great, massive exodus from darkness to light, from sin to salvation in the nation of Israel in the end of days. We're going to see that happen. We need to pray for them and pray for their leaders, for wisdom and for guidance and for direction and pray for discernment, for discernment for their leaders and discernment in the body of Christ, discernment in our own lives, and that we will be like the men of Issachar in David's day, that we will be able to look at the times and observe the times and discern the times and interpret the times and know what is right to do before Adonai, before our God, the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to be praying for discernment and praying for the Holy Spirit to work in a great and mighty way in the midst of this conflict. There may or may not be a podcast tomorrow. It's going to depend on, I think, what's going to be said in the speech from Lebanon. And I certainly am going to be keeping a focus there and see what happens. Uh, you know, who knows? Who knows? The next, you know, the next 24 hours, 48 hours could again be world shaking and world shifting. I hope you're prepared spiritually that you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that you've believed on him as your Messiah. I hope you're prepared physically. Hope you've got some extra things, food and water in your home. Uh, because when this stuff starts popping, uh, again, it's going to be a surprise. It's going to be a shock to a lot of people who are not going to be prepared. And grocery shelves may go bare real quick. Um, and things could happen that spiral out of control faster than you could ever even imagine. So I hope you're kind of prepared in that sense. But again... Our hope, our trust, our confidence is not in our preparation, but it is in the promises and presence of God. Yes, the wise man sees danger coming, as Proverbs says, and prepares accordingly. And so we should be wise in that sense. But don't put your trust in your faith in your preps. Your faith and your trust has to be in the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So whether all this is going to unfold into a time of peace, it's going to be brought about by a man of peace. I don't know. Or it could just be one more war uh, in the midst of many that could come. But it, nonetheless, I think that this whole conflict, unless a cap is put on it real quick, could spiral out of control and send the world tumbling into an abyss that it won't return from very quickly anytime soon. So I'll see you either Monday or possibly tomorrow. Shabbat Shalom, if we don't broadcast tomorrow. And may Adonai bless you and keep you. 
May Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May Adonai lift his countenance toward you and give you his peace.